0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Liberty on Fire podcast, and this is your host, Libertarian Tony. So I wanted to just do a quick update on the Democratic primary, and then who's left in the race, and how everybody's doing, and then kind of where I see things going. And of course, I do have another awesome Joe Biden gaffe to play for you guys, which I think everybody will enjoy because, hey, who doesn't enjoy those? So if you could tell... I am a little sick, I have a cold, and I'm not sure how the audio is going to turn out here, but hopefully it'll be okay. All right, now, I have been using these real clear politics averages the whole time on this podcast. You know, going way back to January and talking about, like, who's doing what, who's in the lead, who's not, and that kind of thing. I, I don't really pay much attention to the state polls, although I will give you a few state poll, I guess, updates today. So, let's get started. Now, if you look at the national polling data on the RealClearPolitics.com website, you still have Biden in the lead at 27.8. After Biden is Bernie Sanders, 15.6. So, he just pulled ahead of Elizabeth Warren. So, now let's do a little bit of history here. So, if you can, it's nice, there's a slider right on the... uh, on the website, you can go back like for a year or six months, that kind of thing. So, if you look at the three month, I guess, little chart, at one point, Elizabeth Warren was even with Joe Biden. Okay, they were even, when was this? Back on October 7th and 8th. And they were both at about 27%. And at the time, Bernie Sanders was at 14.8%. Budigeg was down at 5.2%. Okay, so they've had another debate since then, and everybody's bounced around, and you've had a chance to see what an Elizabeth Warren, I guess, uh, medical plan will look like and how she plans to pay for it, which means tax everything. Take just about every penny you make above $50,000 and probably A lot of your pennies below that. I mean, her her plan is absolutely horrible. I might do a podcast just specifically on her tax plan. I I haven't decided if I'm really going to do that or not because at this point, she has tanked. Remember, October 7th and 8th, she was 27%. Guess where she is right now? 14.2%. So her numbers have been cut in half. Seriously, they've been cut in half in just a couple of months. Or not even. It's only about a month and three weeks. Since then, Buttigieg is now national average at 11.4. Okay, so your top four people at the moment. Biden, he's still at 27.8. I don't understand how, but he still is. Bernie Sanders is at 15.6. So he is ahead of Warren at 14.2. Buttigieg, 11.4. After that, it drops all the way down to Bloomberg at four percent, and Bloomberg just spent like thirty or forty million dollars in advertising in like a week, and he only got—he's only at four percent at the moment. Kamala Harris—they still have her at three point four percent, but guess what? She just dropped out. All right, so then after Kamala, you get to go all the way down to Andrew Yang at two point six. Okay, so you can clearly see who the top four people are now. And I already talked about that trend with Warren just plummeting in the past, you know, eight weeks. Bernie Sanders has held strong at his usual anywhere between fourteen and eighteen percent, and Joe Biden keeps trucking along in the high twenties. So what does that tell you? Well, Buttigieg has has made a a push now. Okay, he is the new darling of the media, new darling of uh, the Democratic Party, I suppose. I don't know where that's going to go, but what I can say is that I think Warren is done. I'm going to put a fork in it, and I am going to, I don't know, I can't remember if Joey thought Warren was going to do well or not, but um, yeah, I think, I think Warren's out. I, I don't see her coming back from like a 50% slide in the polls, and this is after she released, you know, her how I'm going to pay for everything plan, which Shows that it's impossible. There, there's no way you can do the math on uh, any of her plans and have it add up. I mean, she just takes math and takes a dump on it. it math does not exist in in her repertoire, I suppose. It's just, it's gone. So because of that, and because you know Bernie Sanders' healthcare plan costs, I don't know, maybe 60 percent of what Warren's plan costs. Bernie Sanders looks I guess reasonable compared to her. I mean, she clearly went out on a limb and put out this Medicare for All plan which would only cost, you know, 53 trillion dollars over the next 10 years. So, you know, what's 10 into 53 trillion? So she wants to spend more than 5 trillion extra per year than what we're spending right now, and somehow she thinks she's going to do that without raising taxes on the middle class. Yeah, again, her math doesn't add up. People have figured that out now, and that's why she's losing support. They think she's a liar, and there's plenty of evidence that she is a liar. Okay, so she lied about being an American Indian so that she could get into universities and get jobs, and she's obviously not American Indian. Okay, she, I'm more Indian than she is, and she also lied about this whole... Uh, you probably saw a video on it, this teacher thing where she said she was fired because she was pregnant. And then when you go back and uh, look at what happened, she actually just took time off. She didn't get fired. She left. Okay, so two visible lies out there for everybody to see. And then her big math lie with Medicare for all and saying she's not going to raise taxes on everybody. I mean, at least... Bernie Sanders is honest enough to come out and be like, yeah, your taxes are going to go up. Okay. Uh, I mean, that, that's thats a feather in a cap for Bernie for being honest, but none of these things look good for El- Elizabeth Warren. And then in general, just her character, she's just such an unlikable person. And she's got that screechy teacher voice, always telling you, you're doing something wrong and, you know, sit up in your chair and pay attention and You know, stop talking in the class. I mean, it's just nobody, I don't think a lot of people like her. Um, And, well, I mean, we can back that up with her poll numbers, right? She's tanked. Okay, so I told you we were going to do some state stuff. Well, let's look at Iowa. Okay, so in the Iowa polling, I think this is one of the first states. You got Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina in that order, I believe. Iowa. In Iowa, you have Buttigieg in first at 24 And then Bernie Sanders at 18.3, and then Elizabeth Warren at 17.7, and the next is Biden at 16.3. Okay, go to New Hampshire. So New Hampshire, again, Buttigieg's in first, 20%. Sanders, 17, Warren, 14.3, Biden, 13.7. Now you shift. So it looks like the first two states are heavily in favor of Buttigieg right now. And you shift over to Nevada, Nevada has Biden way in the front at 29%. And then you have Warren at 20%, Bernie Sanders basically at 20%, and Buttigieg way down at 73 South Carolina. South Carolina, they did a polling of blacks, and nobody is in favor of Buttigieg. You cannot win the presidency or the Democratic primary for that much, without support from blacks. It's just, it's never happened, and it's never going to happen. South Carolina, Biden is at 35.3%. He's at more than double of everybody else. Okay, Warren comes in second in South Carolina at 16.3%. Bernie Sanders, 12.8%, Buttigieg, 65 So I guess you only have white people in South Carolina voting for Buttigieg right now. So, I guess I, I don't know what to say at this point. You have a major drop for Elizabeth Warren. Bernie Sanders is kind of still trucking along and he's still in it. Biden's still the front runner. Buttigieg has surged. Buttigieg has a black problem. He does. And yeah, first two states, he's going to look good. And he's probably, there's a chance he's going to win those states. But. What happens after that? Does he does he collect a bunch of funding and donors after the first two states, and then that all just completely dries up when he hits Nevada and South Carolina? I think so. So I, th- I think Budekag has a problem. So I'm going to revise, I think, one of my earlier predictions where I thought Bernie Sanders was going to be the top nominee. I'm going to give you a top two. It's either going to be Biden or Bernie. And I know that's not really saying much because the polls have those two guys and, uh, you know, they're running. But uh, right now, I'm kind of hoping it's Biden. And I'm going to play for you his latest gaffe, which is hilarious. And this is why I hope it's Biden.
1: ...that made me aware when I was in law school, proudly for Holloway, proudly for your dad, first African-American state senator in the state of, in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again they look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what, the men, they're now all men, the guys I work with down here. And they're all guys at the time. They're all good men. Most of them made an awful lot of themselves. And Earl Larkin had a rough time. And some of you knew Earl. i def- I came back as a public defender.
0: Okay, so there you have it. Something about Joe Biden, uh, his he's got hairy legs. Okay, that was good. I didn't really need to know that. And then that, you know, some kids rubbed the hair on his legs when they were wet. Okay, now we're getting a little too personal. And that uh, he likes kids jumping on his lap. I mean, can you imagine another year of this guy running for president? How many more gaffes that we're going to have that are going to be just awesome? And that every super PAC and Trump is going to use against him. So, I mean, yeah, I think maybe Bernie Sanders just looks like more like a normal person compared to Joe Biden. But it just it just has to be Biden. It's going to be so funny to watch Joe Biden over the next year. And I mean, every time he goes out into public and talks, he makes a mistake and he makes a huge gaffe. It's hilarious. That's why I hope Joe Biden stays in. I mean, it's a little sad that the former president, Obama, hasn't endorsed Biden. So, I mean, that tells you something about what he thinks about Joe Biden. But with that aside, I can't imagine having more fun this next 2020 election without Biden in it. I mean, it would just get so boring because Trump is just going to destroy everybody else. Okay, and. That's, that's another reason why they have to impeach Trump, because look at all these candidates. Most of them, I, I think all of them are basically unelectable. You have this, you know, uh, gay mayor of one of the fourth biggest cities in Indiana, and he's surging at the moment, Buttigieg, right? But unmarried, no kids. I mean, he's not relatable to most of the country. That, that's a problem for him in a general election. Might not be as much of a problem in their primary, but in a general election, I would say that's unelectable. Okay, Elizabeth Warren, a screechy screechy schoolteacher that everybody sees, you know, how much she wants to spend on everything going forward. She basically wants to take all your money and spend, and, you know, we didn't even get into all her Green New Deal and all the other crap she wants to pay for, and she wants to basically you know, triple the size of government over the next 10 years. We already have the biggest government that has ever existed on this planet. And she wants to triple that size over the next 10 years. And that's not even counting every other thing she wants to pay for. Okay, so you you can see why she's tanking and she doesn't really have a chance. And she's also, you know, a confirmed liar out in the public, uh, you know, just on her doing her stump speeches and talking about things and her Indian thing. I mean, she's gone, okay? So she's unelectable. And after that, Bernie Sanders, you know, the devout socialist, at least he's kind of a somewhat honest guy, and in in the last debate he came out and he was kind of a little anti-war in some sense. Well, I mean, that's good, right? So, yeah, Bernie Sanders is kind of looking more normal or more electable than the rest, And then you have Biden who still has all this support because everybody else looks so bad. But then when Biden goes out there and makes these gaffes, it's like they don't know what to do with him. Do we let him go out there and just talk? You know, I'm sure his handlers are like, Joe, stick to the speech. Don't improv. Don't do anything. Don't go. Don't stick to the script. Don't make it up as you go. And then Joe's like, no, no, no. I'm just going to go out there and feel the crowd. And they're probably begging him not to do that, because every time he does that, we get these awesome gaffes from Joe Biden. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say. Oh, one more thing. This was hilarious, too. So on Joe Biden's bus, guess his new two-word slogan. You've probably seen it in the news if you're paying attention. And you're going to think I'm crazy when I tell you what it is. It's no malarkey. No, seriously, no malarkey. I mean, who the hell thought of that? And who the hell painted it on a bus? Are you crazy? I mean, look at Trump with make America great again or keep America great. And then you contrast that with Biden. No malarkey. Whoever these people are making these decisions behind the scenes should be shot. I mean, that's, that's horrible. That's like the worst branding I've ever seen. It's the worst advertising I've ever seen in my life. I mean, maybe it just fits with Joe Biden. And so back to my earlier point, this is why it's a full court press to impeach Trump because Trump is going to beat all these guys easily. They can't have Trump go up against any of them because they're all horrible. I guess that's why Bloomberg jumped in and maybe Duvall jumped in, but you might end up getting another surprise person too, right? I mean, people are talking about Hillary Clinton and Michelle Obama behind the scenes. And I bet you if Hillary or Michelle jumped in right now, they would leap to the front. They'd probably take out Biden or give Biden a run for his money. Because that's how bad everybody is in this Democratic primary. So if they don't impeach Trump, which... I mean, it's not a big deal, right? They probably will impeach him because they have the votes. The Senate will never confirm it. And then so what? So Trump just gets to go out there and use the whole impeachment process, you know, the farce that it is, and talk about it. And he's going to use that in part of his campaign. He's going to campaign on there trying to, you know, throw me out and 60 million people elected me president. This is going to backfire big time. So, yeah, I don't know why they're still... They they should have wrapped this impeachment stuff up. They should have tried to figure out a way out of it, but I think they're screwed. And they're they're screwed because all their primary candidates are horrible. So, yeah, they, they don't really have a choice at this point. I guess they have to go full-court press onto this impeachment thing. So, again, guys, just keep that in mind. Make America great again versus no malarkey. And I'm looking forward to... Next time, Joe Biden goes out and gives another speech. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you all for listening to the Liberty on Fire podcast. Please do me two favors. Number one is to share the show. Remember that we want to continue to advance the message of individual liberty, and sharing and growing the show is one of the best ways to do that. The second favor is to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. A five-star rating is much appreciated. Also, please check out our website, libertyonfire.org. Thank you very much. And until next time, let's keep those fires of liberty burning bright.